0: Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston, Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
1: I call on you, O oh God, for you will answer me. Give ear to me and hear my prayer. Show the wonder of your right hand those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. That's the word of God. Yes, we are the apple of his eye. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we bless your holy and righteous name. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for the wonderful deeds, wonderful acts that you do, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus that you have called us the apple of your eye. Lord, we bless your name. So, Father God, as you your people have come in prepared, Lord God, have come in and set the atmosphere, Lord God, we know you're going to show up, Lord God, and we know you're going to show out, Lord God, for salvation will, will meet us, Lord God, that uh, sanctification and, and, and um, Lord God, we just thank you that souls will be saved today. Your lives that you have given to us, Lord God, will be changed, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. From the park a lot, Lord God, to the poor pit, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, to reveal, Lord God, visions and dreams for your people, Lord God. For here at Mount Calvary Nation, continue to touch pastor, Lord God, as he bring a word from on high, Lord God that our lives lord god will be seen as a beckon as a light lord god to this world lord in the name of jesus christ what we trust we believe you and we obey you lord god have your way once again in this place in the name of jesus christ we pray amen
2: Good morning, good morning,
3: good morning. Praise the Lord. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Has he been good? Has he been merciful?
4: We just give God all the glory. Give God. Isn't he wonderful? Marvelous. Praise the Lord. We're going to do a little bit of praise and worship. We ask that you join us. Put your hands together for
0: us. Come on, it ain't no harm to put
3: it together. Come on in here. Come on in here. Come on, Sopranos. Here we go. He.
2: Gloria in here. I can feel this power too. Hey, see, I was headed down a dead end road, but the Lord came and saved my soul. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not the same. Hey, I've been gone. And I'm not i am not the same. I know I've been born, I know I've been born again. And I'm not the same. I'm not the same. I looked in my hands and they look new. Look down in my feet. And they did too. Hey, I've been born. Been born. Been born. Been born. I know. Anybody been born? Been born. I know. They showed up and bought with a price. I know. Anybody been born? i fall with the price cause the king of glory saved our souls Oh, you know he went down to that grave so I can be born. born. Oh, but then he rose and he set us free been and I can. Oh, oh, I've been born. Dipped in that water, born. bought with a bride.
3: everybody that's breathing, give God some kind of praise. What a wonderful savior he is, who has kept us safely through another week, allowed us to see the start of a new one. He has provided for every single need in our lives. Our God is great and he is greatly to be praised. You may be seated We thank God just for giving us the opportunity to be here. God has been good to us. And certainly we thank the DC Ensemble for leading us (laughs) musically in worship. Uh, The choir has been going uh, pretty hot and heavy for a while here with no breaks. And uh, I text Mrs. Coble, I said, Can you all come? and minister in song, and without hesitation, she said they would, and I appreciate DC Ensemble so much. Welcome. If you are worshiping with us in person, we are glad that you've chosen to do so. We're glad that you're here. Uh, we are grateful. We, we can only see your eyes right now, and we're socially distanced by household still. But we're grateful that we have the opportunity just to be here. And if you're part of the e-congregation, the majority of us are still online. Welcome to you as well. We're glad that you have chosen to tune into Facebook Live or the website or wherever you are. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to be together virtually and for the people behind the technology who make it possible every week for us to worship together virtually. I was reminded, yeah, y'all go ahead, I was reminded yesterday there are people literally all over the world who are worshiping with us right now, and we're grateful for it. If you're visiting, we want you to know that we're glad you're here. We would love to see who you are, if you don't mind standing, if you're able. Any visitors? Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome, with you? we welcome you into mount calvary this house of worship exalt his name let's lift him up together thank god we're here from far and near the lord has brought us this far, and with the love of christ we are transforming lives that's what we're about reveal Through the power of Jesus, here's how we're doing it. Through love, with diversity, with excellence, prayer, and integrity, we welcome you. We welcome you. God bless you. We're glad you're here. Let me make a few observations, and we'll continue on in our worship. Would you keep Deacon Joe Kuntz and his family in your prayers? Uh, his brother, James Kuntz, passed uh, this past week. Uh, brother Kuntz, do we have arrangements yet? Okay. Got you. Yes, sir. Uh, we will keep our ears to the ground. He's in California Uh, But certainly, let's keep that family in our prayers. Would you also uh, pray for uh, Minister McClure this morning? He is preaching over at the Resurrection uh, Baptist Church for Pastor Bradfield. Uh, Also, Leah Banks, Uh, many of you remember her as Lilo, Um, Miss Eunice Andrews and Liz Porter's niece, uh, Regina Hill's niece, She passed uh, this past week. Um, If you would keep that family in your prayers. Also, uh, Taisha Allen, that's Tawana's daughter, Uh, her infant daughter passed. Uh, Services are pending. Please keep that family in your prayers, would you? And uh, keep your ear to the ground. We'll let you know when the services have been scheduled. this year again we are going to help with uh, we're going to join in with so loved ministries in their sock drive Uh, each year uh, churches around the city help to get as many socks as we can new socks any color any style infant to adults Uh, the number one need of uh, of homeless shelters is socks Uh, and so we're going to give to help the sh- uh, Shoe for the Shoeless Foundation, the Mustard Seed Foundation, uh, homeless shelters around the area, Dayton City schools. Uh, there are some group homes that we'll be giving to, and nursing homes. Uh, you can bring your socks starting as early as you want to tomorrow. Uh, if you want to, you can bring them with you next Sunday. Um, and we will go through. The first Sunday in October, all right, as many socks as we can get. Uh, and usually let me say usually around this time there appears some sock vendors um, on local corners. We have had some issues in the past with those. Uh, if you if you buy from them, be careful, make sure that the socks actually open um, <laughs> and that there's actually a pair in each pair of socks, all right. Good. there is no value judgment in the, i'm not judging the the sellers of socks i'm just saying beware buyer beware all right we also have a card of thanks uh, to the mount calvary family thank you for your comfort and care for us during the homegoing of our beloved mother you truly demonstrated god's love through your cards calls and presents at her celebration love the lunel brown family all right um and i have a note here from mrs mcclure that darian norvell is making an announcement darian are you here there you are all right she's coming we are going to John chapter 4. If you want to go ahead and turn there, that's where we're going to be. Uh, DC Ensemble is going to come and lead us further after Ms. Darian, and then we will go on to John chapter 4.
0: Morning, family. All right. Uh, my name is Darion. As Pastor mentioned, I've been a member here at Mount Calvary all my life. Um, pastor Sam became pastor when I was 14 years old, so not to tell his age or mine, but you know, that was quite some time. Um, I'm a grown woman now with two children, so growing up under Pastor within the church has been, I've been through some transitions, okay? Um, And it's been a beautiful experience (coughs) for me as a grown woman. So for that, I want to say I appreciate him in those those terms. Um, I come to you all today to um, make sure that you, uh, the pastor's anniversary, the date was set for October 3rd, Um, and has switched to October 9th, okay? That's the day that we will celebrate him and elect Lady C um, for his 18th anniversary. So I want everybody to be there with love and support um, and give them, you know, what he deserves. And he's been amazing to me and he's touched my life in so many ways, um, which I'm sure he's done the same for a lot of people. Um, So, I just want you all to give his warm welcome, love, prayers, everything, and be there to support him October 9th, 1030. All right. Thank you.
2: a mighty God. So, when you find yourself down and downtrodden, and even when you find yourself up, look up to God and know that through good times and bad, through the rough and through the wonderful, he's always there, and he's shown up for the living.
4: Oh, 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 Lord. Sweet Jesus. Oh, Lord. Deliver me. Deliver me. I can't seem to help myself, so I need you to deliver deliver me. Deliver me, Jesus.
2: when you're in that moment when you've lost hope and you're downtrodden realize that we serve a God who can deliver you if he could lift Peter up out of that water then he can lift you up out of any situation that you're going through because we serve a conquering King. somebody shout he's your deliverer tonight Oh, this is oh. This, this
4: my ex- coming out stronger coming out better this is my, this is my exodus, exodus. Is my exodus. Oh. Oh. so I just want to thank you Lord I just want to bless your holy name oh. I want to lift you up oh this is my this oh. is my exodus coming out stronger i back. Hold oh Jesus, thank, thank you, Savior. Lord. Thank you, my Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord. Lord. Yes. Lord. This, is my this is my walking name. stronger. This I'm standing up at I'm going to glorify Lord. your holy name. This, this, this is my So I say, so I say, thank you, Lord. So I say, thank you, Lord. So good!
3: glad to be free, to be delivered. Praise the Lord. John chapter 4 is where we're going. Starting at verse 45, we're reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. And Here's how it reads. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, for they also had been there. Once more he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee, From Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee, verses 46 through 54 of John chapter 4. You may be seated. Ms. Michelle Cruz, you had a birthday this week, didn't you? Happy birthday to you. Yes, ma'am. For the last several weeks, we have been endeavoring to lay the foundation for our upcoming study on what the Bible says about prayer. That's how we'll end the year studying and practicing biblical believing effectual, fervent prayer. And so we are endeavoring to lay a foundation of faith, a foundation of belief, because as I reminded you last week, Paul asked the Roman church, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? NIV says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? We've got to deal with what we believe, right? Let me remind you again, whatever you ask in prayer, Mark eleven twenty-four, the Bible says, believe, right? All things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. And to that end, to the end of believing, We turn back to the Gospel of John, who explicitly lets us know at the end of his Gospel that I'm writing these miracles, I'm recording these things. Jesus did more than I put in this book, John says, chapter 20. But I'm recording these so that you may believe. That you may believe, first of all, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And secondly, that by believing, you may have life in his name. And so today, we take a look at what John calls the second miracle, the second sign. The healing of this official's son. Now, when we were together last We saw Jesus somehow changing the water into wine at the wedding celebration in Cana. And then afterward, John says that Jesus, along with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, went down to Capernaum. They stayed there for a while, and when it was almost Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and when he got there, he found people in the temple courts, selling cows and sheep, selling doves, and there were people sitting at the tables exchanging money right there in the temple courts. And so the Bible says he made a whip out of cords, and he drove them all out from the temple courts, the the sheep, the cattle, Uh, the ones that were selling doves he scattered the coins of the money changers he overturned the tables and he said get this stuff out of here y'all are making my father's house into a market a den of thieves y'all remember and they said what sign can you give us that lets us know that you have the authority to say anything about what we're doing Jesus says in Winston translation, y'all always looking for a sign. I got a sign for you. Destroy this temple. And in three days, I'll raise it up. They thought he was ridiculous. They said to Jesus, it took us 42 years to build this temple. You going to raise it back in three days? Jesus wasn't talking about the temple, the building they were in. He was talking about his own death, burial, and resurrection. John said while he was there for the Passover celebration, he was performing signs and wonders. He was working miracles, and people saw the signs, and they believed in his name. But Jesus understood that although they believed, there was something else going on in their hearts. He knew what was in every person's heart. That's what John said. Then over in chapter 3, there was a man named Nicodemus. You all remember him. He was a member of the Jewish ruling council. And one night under the, council, under the cover of darkness, he came to Jesus and said, I know that you're a teacher sent from God because nobody could do all the stuff that you do unless they were sent. Y'all know the story. Uh, Jesus and Nicodemus uh, have an exchange and he tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. Y'all remember that? And he goes on to give Nicodemus the gospel in a nutshell. Here it is. I love it. I love to say it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting Life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. And whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they haven't believed in the name of God's one and only son. After this, Jesus and his disciples go to the Judean countryside for a little bit. They spend some time there, and they baptize, and that brings us over to chapter 4. And over in chapter 4, by now the Pharisees have gotten wind that Jesus has more disciples and has been baptizing more people than even John did. And John makes it clear that it really wasn't Jesus doing all the baptizing. It was his disciples. So Jesus decides that they're going to head back to Galilee, but he needs to go through Samaria. It's not the most direct route, but he's got an appointment. He has an appointment with a woman at Jacob's well. She doesn't know she has an appointment with him, but he's got an appointment. Y'all remember the story of this woman. She has had five husbands, and the one that she's with now is not one of them. Anyway, she went to to draw water from the well, but she encounters living water, water that she'll drink and never thirst again, water that wells up into eternal life. Jesus changed her life that day. The Bible says she goes running back to tell all the men, come see a man. The Bible says many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of her testimony. Jesus stayed with them a little while. And finally they said to the woman, we used to believe because of what you said. But now we've heard for ourselves. We know this really is Jesus, the Savior of the world. Did you catch that? The Jews, the religious people, Jesus' own people, they needed to see something in order to believe. But the Samaritans, the heathen folk, they believed without any signs, without any wonders. And that walks us right into our text today. Let me preach with the time I have left from this simple subject He is. He is. Because in this story, we are met by a man, a royal official. The Bible tells us that he's obvious, or the Bible implies, rather, that he is a believer. I mean, that's the reason that he sought Jesus out in the first place. His son was sick in Capernaum, and when he heard that Jesus had come back to Galilee, he went to Jesus about 20 miles from where he was. He went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, whom the Bible says was almost dead. So we meet a man who believes, but there is presented in this text a progression of his belief. There are levels to this man's belief. There are stages that are evident here, and I want to show you what these levels are, what these stages are. We're going to look at those for just a little while as we talk about he is. The first of this man's belief is evidenced by what the text shares in verse 46. There was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee, he went to him and begged him, come with me, heal my son, because he's almost dead. Listen, this man believed, first of all, this is point number one, he believed in the power of Jesus. That's our first stopping point. He believed in the power of Jesus. Say it with me, the power of Jesus. This man believes... That Jesus is able to come to his house and heal his dying son. After all, this is Cana, right? This is, by now, word has traveled at least as far as Capernaum that Jesus was just here at a wedding not too long ago where they ran out of wine and Jesus turned the water into the best wine they've ever had. This man has more than likely heard of some of the miracles, some of the signs and wonders that Jesus has performed that John didn't write about but alluded to. He believes that Jesus can. He believes that Jesus is able to heal his son. And certainly this man is to be commended for that belief. what I call a budding belief. Certainly we cannot fault this man because at least he knew enough to come to Jesus in the first place. At least he believed enough to pray. He understood that just a little talk with Jesus would make it right. He understood something about the power of Jesus. But I would argue that that is an elementary stage of belief. I would argue that there is something lacking in this man's belief. His prayer, his ask, his request betrays him. It reveals something about the immaturity of his belief. I know this is a hard sale, but let me show you what I see. The Bible says he begged Jesus to come and heal his son. Did you catch that? He begged Jesus to come and heal his son who was at the point of death. Hold on. We got to keep reading. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus says to him, you will never believe. And check out this man's response. Sir... Come before my son dies. Did you catch it that time? Did you catch the immaturity of this man's belief? Did you hear it in his request, in his response? Here it is. This man believes, but his belief put Jesus in a box. He is trying to box Jesus in to what his belief can handle let me see if I can help you Uh, he says Jesus I believe you can heal but you got to come with me to do it he says Jesus I need you to come right now because I believe you can heal a sick child but I don't know if you can raise a dead one the man's Immature belief attempts to put Jesus in a box of when, where, and how. His underdeveloped faith tries to tell Jesus where to do, what to do, and how quick to do it. And saints, I got news for us. There are many of us who don't necessarily have a problem with believing. We believe that he can. But there is something lacking in our belief. There is an immaturity to our faith which is yet trying to get our great big God in our itty-bitty box. The box of when and where and how. We are yet asking God to do something for us, but we think that we need to tell him where to do it, when to do it, and how to do it. The great theologian Matthew Henry said it like this, we are encouraged to pray, but we are not allowed to prescribe. Saints, the Lord does not need us to figure out a plan for him to answer our prayers. He doesn't need our suggestions and he is not limited by our prescribed boxes. I know I get on your nerves when I say it all the time but I just I don't understand. When I hear us praying and I hear us end the petition With right now, God. Who are we who are bound by time to tell a God who is timeless, the Bible says, from everlasting to everlasting? How much time is that? Who are we to tell him do it right now? My daddy used to say it like this, God will not be put in a box. Stop trying to limit God to your understanding. Quit trying to make God do like you want him to do, when you want him to do it, how you want him to do it. How are we going to box in the one who is both the son of David and the root of David at the same time. How how do we put in a box the only one powerful enough to be called the Son of God and the Everlasting Father at the same time? John said it like this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and there was nothing made that he didn't make. How are we going to put him in a box? This man believes in the power of Jesus. He believes that Jesus can. He just believes that he has to tell Jesus where, when, and how. And I would argue that that, my brothers and sisters, is immature belief. That's the first stage of this royal, royal official's belief but we are about to see him mature right before our very eyes. Watch what happens. The Bible says that Jesus, merciful Jesus, gracious, compassionate Jesus, loving Jesus, Jesus says to this man, go your way, go. Your son will live. And what happens next is amazing to me. Uh, Jesus ignores this box that the man is trying to put him in because Jesus is going to do what Jesus is going to do. And that's his grace. He says, go on, your son will live. And the man doesn't engage Jesus further in conversation. He doesn't contend with Jesus to try to make Jesus do what he asked in the first place he doesn't continue to try to get Jesus to come to his house or to convince Jesus that his way is the best way the Bible says he took Jesus at his word and he departed I don't think I'm preaching so good I'm just hot that's the next step in his belief. That's the next uh, progression of it. Thank you. That's the next progression of his faith. First, he believed in the power of Jesus. That's Jesus can. But now he believes the promise of Jesus. That is Jesus will. First, he believes in Jesus' ability. Now he believes in Jesus' reliability. Jesus said it, and this man believes it. His son will live. He takes Jesus at his word, and he heads home. He started out believing that Jesus can, but he's going home believing that Jesus will, that Jesus doesn't make a promise that he doesn't keep, that Jesus doesn't write a check that he can't cover, that Jesus does not and cannot lie. If Jesus said the boy will live, then the boy will live. Would that we would come to that level of belief would that we would learn to take Jesus at his word matter of fact there was a hymn writer just down the road in Cincinnati and around 1880 she penned these words "Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise to know, thus saith the Lord, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you, how I've proved him over and over. Jesus, precious Jesus, I just need a little grace so that I can trust him more. Saints, at some point, we've got to learn to take him at his word and watch him do what he says. He said, I'll bring your sons and your daughters from afar. He said, I'll say to the north, give them up. I'll say to the south, let them go. Somebody shout, take him at his word. He said, when you bring all the tithe into the storehouse, see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't even have room enough to receive. Somebody shout take him at his word. He said no weapon formed against you will prosper and every tongue that rises in judgment you'll condemn shall take him at his word. He said the seed of the righteous shall be Delivered. Look at somebody, tell him I'm going to take him at his word. He said a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't come near you. I'm going to take him at his word. He said, I'll keep you in perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed on me, I'm going to take him at his word. He said we could cast our cares on him because he cares for us and I'm going to take him and he said I'll never leave you Uh and I will never forsake you I'm going to take him at his word he said it I believe it this man believes the power of Jesus that's he can now he believes the promise of Jesus that's he will I'm almost done so he heads home But before he can get there, while he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his son lives. According to the Bible, the fact that it was the next day that his servants encountered him suggests, it implies that this man is so confident that he doesn't hurry home. He's walking in confidence. Because he knows what Jesus said and the Bible says he took him at his word so he doesn't have to be panicked and anxious anymore. Now he can walk in confidence. Uh, This week I was down... Uh, y'all know I serve on the, the board for our National Baptist Convention, I was down in Houston, right, and I was coming back uh, I was coming back from the air, uh, from, from Houston, I was in the airport and I was just um, I was just observing, that's what I do, I people watch, right I was observing um, because I had a flight that left at 6 o'clock in the evening And I'm in the Houston airport, I get there about 3.45, right? Um, Long story, but it's because I got left last Sunday when I told y'all I had to go catch a plane. Yeah, I was late. (laughs) And they didn't hold the plane for me. (laughs) Lesson learned, lesson learned, right? So I'm at the Houston airport like two and a half hours early. So when I get there, I'm, I'm strolling because I have a confidence that I've got a little time. The plane is not leaving yet. As a matter of fact, maybe I'll grab me a bite to eat, sit down with my computer, get a little work done. And while I'm strolling down the, the, uh, the, in that terminal, thinking about what I can do over these next two hours, I see people coming at me who are running. 400 pounds, they ran in 10 years. But now they're running with all kind of stuff, baggages and packages on their back, running because they are not confident of what awaits them at the gate but because I was confident of what was waiting at the gate I didn't have to run everybody wondering how you're so calm when they know the situation you're in look at somebody tell them I don't have to run because I know what's waiting for me When you know what's at the house, when you know what Jesus has said, you can sleep, (laughs) chill out. The next day, while he's meandering home, his servants come up to him and say, your son lives. The Bible says the man inquired as to the time that the boy got better. And his servants told him, it was yesterday about one o'clock. His fever just just left him. I got to tell you, this man, when he asked about the time, he wasn't asking for information. He was just asking for confirmation. Because verse 50 already told us that he took Jesus at his word, but now it's confirmed. He realized that his son was healed at the exact time that Jesus said to him, your son will live. And the Bible says he and his whole household believed. Now, I started to have some conversation with John about this verse because I don't quite understand. He and his whole household believed. Well, we've already seen a few verses earlier that he believed enough to come to Jesus. Then we saw that after Jesus said, your son will leave, the Bible says he believed that. So what does he believe here? I told you at the beginning, there is a progression of belief. There are levels of, to his belief and I guarantee that the belief in verse 53 is not the same belief that he displayed in verse 47 let me show you what I mean in verse 47 he believed in the power of Jesus Jesus can by verse 50 he believed in the promise of Jesus Jesus Will, But by verse 53, he believes in the person of Jesus. That is, Jesus is. And that's the faith. That's the belief that John is trying to get out of us. He said in chapter 20, I have left these stories so that you believe, first of all, that he is. Saints, our praying must be based on more than he can. Even more than he will. When we come to him, we've got to come to him knowing that he is. John said, I wrote these, I recorded these things so you can believe that he is the Messiah, that he is the Savior, that he is the Son of the living God. Would y'all help me get ready to close this and tell somebody, tweet somebody, type it to somebody, text somebody, put it in the group chat. I know he can. I know he will. But I believe he is I need you to share that with somebody right now. So it makes sense then. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. Let me go ahead and close. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him did you hear what the writer of Hebrews said he who comes to God must believe that he is did you hear what the writer of Hebrews says I know that TBN taught you you have to believe that he can I know that some preacher told you God would do it if you have enough faith to believe that he will But I want to tell you that you've got to have the kind of faith that says he is, whether he does it or not. I know he is. Whether he does what I'm asking him to do, whether he comes with me or whether he sends his word, I know that he is my brothers and my sisters we've got to believe it we've got to believe that he is jesus that he is the ancient of days and the creator of all things we've got to believe that he is emmanuel that he is god with us we've got to believe that he is the holy one the anointed one. We've got to believe that he's the Messiah. He's the great I am. We've got to believe that he is the light of the world. We've got to believe that he is the good shepherd the lamb of god we've got to believe that he is the unspeakable gift that he is the alpha and the omega that he is the beginning and the end We've got to believe that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We've got to believe that he's the same one who healed sick folk, who fed hungry folk, who opened the eyes of blind folk, who unstopped the ears of deaf folk, who raised dead folk. We've got to believe... That he is the same one who lived a sin, y'all knew I was going here, who lived a sinless life, who died a sinner's death. He's the same one who got up from the grave with all power in his hands. So lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lift up ye everlasting doors. And the King of Glory shall come in. Who is the King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He is the King of Glory. I believe that He is, that He is what, Reverend? That He is whatever I need him to be I heard the old saint said he is a mother to the motherless now I know for myself he's a father to the fatherless I heard the old folks say he's a doctor in a sick room he's a lawyer in the courtroom I heard the old folks say he's a bridge over troubled waters he is yes he is that's how I can go through and keep on smiling because I know he is that's how I can go through and keep on praising because I know he is that's why i can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because thou art with me my rod and my staff they comfort me i know he is. goes from faith to faith it goes from belief to belief starting out believing that Jesus can he just he didn't know trying to put Jesus in his little box don't you know Jesus hears you when you cry out about your children, he, he knows, He hears every word you're saying, but the issue is, He's not listening to your instructions about how to do it. God's got this. He starts out believing He can. He moves to believing He will by the end of this he knows that Jesus just is take me to B flat joy in the time of sorrow. Oh, yes, he is. God is. He's my tomorrow oh yes yes he is God is he's my all my all and all come on y'all sing with me sing God is the joy that's it. Come on, testify. He moves on misery. God is never to He's never, ever come I've got to fast and pray. Stay in the now. And keep my life clean. Oh yes Because I want to go with I've come too far And I'll never turn God is Said God is My faith says God is God Come on, testify that one more time. Oh, God, is, God is. I never told you. He's never, ever come short of his word. I've got to fast. And it comes back for me. I've come too far and I will never... God is... my all he's my all my all and all my all and all yes he is yes he is oh my God he is he's everything He's everything. He's everything. Oh, God is. Yes, He is. Here's what Jesus said, John chapter 3, for God so loved the world, that's everybody without exception. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his unique one of a kind son, that's Jesus, so that whosoever that is anybody without exception whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life that's the gospel that's the good news check it out God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world but so that the world through him might be saved that's good news And if you're here in the sanctuary today and you're not sure you're saved you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity and listen to me we are all going to spend eternity somewhere but you can know that you're going to spend your eternity with Jesus Christ Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your, with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If you're here today and you're not sure you're saved, would you just raise your hand? Somebody will come to you and make sure that you understand what the Bible says about being saved. You can know you're saved. You can know it today. If you're here in the building, you're not sure you're saved, raise your hand. If you're watching, if you're uh, in the e-congregation, you're not sure you're saved, put it in the chat. Send us a message. Somebody will get back with you very shortly, and we'll tell you how you can be saved. You can know it today. That's the first call. Second call, you know you're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know that the Lord wants you here in the Mount Calvary Church as your church home. Listen, if God wants you here, we need you here so that we can be all that he has called us to be. If you are saved already, but you know the Lord wants you in Mount Calvary, would you raise your hand? Somebody will come to you right now. God bless you. Either of those two calls, you're not sure you're saved or you know the Lord wants you here, raise your hand, somebody will come to you and we'll get some information to you get some information from you if you're online today you know you're saved but you know the lord wants you here put it in the chat send us a a direct message either way we'll get it and somebody will get back to you really soon today and we'll walk you through the process let the church say amen let the church say amen we are trying to get ready for a study on prayer we haven't gotten to the study yet we're just trying to get ready for it trying to lay the foundation of faith and belief because I want to tell you something I want to tell you as your pastor there's a lot of misinformation y'all hold on just a moment There's a lot of misinformation about what prayer is, what prayer does, and how to pray. And there's a lot of hurt people and angry people. People who have been disappointed in God because they have been misled about prayer. we are going to study what the bible has to say about prayer i'm really not interested in somebody's denominational take on it or so and so said this or that i want to know what the lord said what he left to us in his word because when i talk to my heavenly father i expect him to move i expect my prayers to be answered and there's some stuff that some of all this stuff that we have attached to praying that's supposed to make a difference listen I want Mount Calvary to be free do you hear what I'm saying I don't pastor any other church I want Mount Calvary to be free and I want us to operate in faith I want us to be known, I've told you before, not only as a people who live the word of God, right, whose lives line up with what the word of God says, but I want us to be known as a people, if you want anybody who knows how to pray, grab one of the saints from Mount Calvary. Not for our glory, right, but for his glory. That's where we're going. That's where we're headed, all right? God bless you. Thank you. Come on, Minister Stephanie. DC Ensemble, thank you again. Thank you for blessing us.
1: Amen, amen, and amen. So I'm standing here because I want to tell you how to have financial freedom. Okay? It is time. It's offering time. So during offering time, there's several ways, um, several things you could give to, and several ways you can give. First, you could do your tithes, benevolence, vision to victory, and your offering. And the ways you can give, you can text the give, which is 855-908- 0710. You could use Cash App for those that really know how to do that text stuff. Dollar signs M T C A L M B C. I love GiveLify, which you have to download the app. You're gonna follow the instructions. Very very easy. If I can do it, anybody. You going tap, give, and you're done. And you could give up to any large amount. Okay, so that is um, our offering time. And oh, I'm almost, I almost forgot. If you still would like to give in one of my old-fashioned ways, you can always see the deacons in the back. You can put it in the uh, envelope and drop it in there and um, you're done then also they will be here up to about 1230 um, if you want to drive through and give your offering that way also okay I believe that is it for offering time and now we're going to say the benediction but before I do say um, the benediction um, those that are in the small group um, meeting for this this, e- this afternoon could you remain in your seats could you remain in your seats and you will um, resume in the back um, in the atrium after everyone has departed the sanctuary we just didn't want to get all confused and be trampling over one another. So if you're attending a small group meeting, stay in your seats. Okay? And I'm trying to be all nice and calm and quiet because that that sermon really hit me in my heart. He is. So as you go through the week, remind yourself, he is what to you is he your healer is he your deliverer is he oh okay let me go and do what I'm supposed to be doing I'm doing benediction come on and stand up before I get all you know hyped up up here and get to just screaming about Jesus he is he will take him for his word take him for his word the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Take this week, remind yourself, he is what is he to you in the name of jesus christ y'all may be seated we're going to follow the direction of the ushers so when the ushers come to your row, you may um, depart but those in the small group meetings please remain seated
4: Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.